0: Ladies and gentlemen, its five oh one. Do we have enough, we have one, two, three. I saw Senator Geller is out here. He's coming. Okay, so I'm going to start because Geller will give us six. Senators, Senator Geller is here. Okay, good evening. I am Michael Udine, the mayor of Broward County. Tonight, the Broward County Board of County Commissioners will conduct public hearings on the final millage rates and budgets that will support county services during fiscal year 2023. This is the last of two public hearings as required by law. The purpose of the hearing is to receive comments from the public and provide information on the county's proposed budget and tax levies. The public hearings will be conducted in five sections. The first section includes public hearings on countywide and Broward Municipal Service District millage rates and budgets. The second section includes public hearings on the millage rates and budgets for the county's dependent water control districts. The third section includes adoption of revised fees for the county's water and wastewater utility. The fourth section includes the adoption of the county's five year capital improvement program, including public input on the transit program of projects. The fifth section includes adoption of revised fees for the county landfill. An agenda listing all the items is available near the entrance. If you are interested in addressing the board of county commissioners about an item on the agenda, please register with county staff near the entrance of the commission chambers. County staff is also available near the entrance to answer any questions about the county's budget and taxes. If anyone has any questions about the property value assessments or exemptions, the property appraiser's office can be reached at 954-357-6830, martycare at bcpa.net, or the property appraiser's staff is available in room 111 on the first floor of, of this building from 8am to 5pm Monday through Friday. Joining me tonight is Commissioner Mark Bogan, Commissioner Tim Ryan, Senator Steve Geller, Vice Mayor Lamar Fisher, Senator Nan Rich, Commissioner Beam Furr, and Commissioner Jared Moskowitz. Yeah, you had a question? Okay. Yeah, Marty, can you, he'll knock on their door, he'll meet you right at your house. For fis- okay, here we go. For fiscal 2023, there is a proposed 9.63% ag- aggregate increase in property taxes when compared with the taxes generated from the aggregate rollback rate. The rollback rate guarantees approximately the same amount of taxes as the prior year, plus taxes generated from new buildings added to the tax roll. The aggregate millage rate of 5.5631 as compared to an aggregate rolled back rate of 5.0746 includes all ad valorem taxes levied by the county and its dependent districts with the exception of voted debt service taxes. This aggregate millage rate is the basis for the state required advertisements concerning the budget and taxes. The rollback millage rates and the percent change in property taxes are based on the assessment roles certified by the property appraiser. <clears throat> the public hearing is open on the general county millage rate and budget. The final millage rate proposed for general county purposes exclusive of debt service is 5.5306, which represents a 9.66% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 5.0433. The final millage rate for voted debt service is 0.1384. When combining the two elements, the final millage rate for all general county purposes, including debt service, is 5.6690, the same as last year. I would now like to introduce Monica Soppero, the county administrator, to provide a brief overview of the county budget and
1: millage rate. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Today we are presenting a budget for fiscal year 23 totaling 6.91 billion dollars, which is 170.5 million more than fiscal year 22. The operating budgets reflect an increase in the amount of 529.8 million dollars, largely due to increases in the airport, Port Everglades transit and tourist development tax program returning to more normal activity levels, more flights, more cruises, and greater hotel average daily rates. It also reflects a decrease in the capital budget of $474.7 million, largely due to the Convention Center Expansion Project and Convention Center Headquarters Hotel having been budgeted in fiscal 22. Finally, there is an increase in the debt service budget of $115.5 million, reflecting recent bond financings. The general fund budget, proposal fiscal year 23, totals $1.65 billion, which is an increase of $164.8 million. The general fund budgets for constitutional officers, including the Broward Sheriff's Office, property appraiser, supervisor of elections, and clerk of courts increase by $45.1 million. Tax increment payments for municipal redevelopment continue to grow due to an increase in the tax rolls. The most significant changes for the coming year is an increase in reserves by $10 million for future debt service for county facilities, an $11.77 million reserve for ad valorem tax revenues to safeguard against potential negative economic impacts over the next two years, and an increase of $11.5 million for the annualized cost for Consolidated Dispatch. To support the general fund, the Certified Property Tax roll increases 10.74% when compared to the roll used for the adopted Fiscal Year 22 budget. However, we do not anticipate this level of growth to continue. The Fiscal Year 23 total millage rate remains the same as Fiscal Year 22 with a slight decline in debt service millage and a corresponding increase dedicated to general cap for, for general capital projects. This shifting within the same total rate will help the county maintain the property tax supported capital program. With over 2.8 billion in tax supported assets, it is essential we ensure that our investments are adequately maintained in the future. More importantly, we look to these capital investments to be major jobs stimuli, particularly with the board's focus on supporting local businesses which hire local residents. It should be noted that county taxes make up less than one quarter of the overall property tax bill. The increase in assessed value for homestead property owners is capped at 3.0% for fiscal year 23 and generally homestead taxpayers will experience a slight increase in county taxes. For other properties, the change in the assessed value of each property will determine how much the property taxes will change. This is the final public public hearing to adopt county millage rates and budgets.
0: Thank you, Monica. Um, We have some public speakers that are here to speak on this and I'm going to call them in the order that I have. The first speaker is Helene O'Brien. Please step forward and you'll be recognized.
2: Hello everybody. How are you? Hi. Um, so my name is Helene O'Brien. I lead 32BJ SEIU, the union of security officers and janitors and airport workers. Um, last session on September 8th, uh, we came here concerned about being able to keep county-contracted security officers in their Taft-Hartley Health Fund, and this board instructed your county administrator to meet and negotiate with us. We, uh, reached, we contacted the administration representative, and he requested information, which we provided, um, and we requested information from them, some of which we're still waiting for. I called and emailed yesterday when I hadn't heard from the representative and did not hear a response until this morning. His response was no, with no negotiations. We then uh, asked for a meeting. Today we met, and after a 30-minute, 45-minute meeting, his response was no, with no negotiations. We then met a little while ago, briefly, for he came by just to tell me no, with no negotiations. The plan, our plan, is complicated because it works for a workforce such as county contracted workers. There is a high turnover workforce. New officers don't receive any PTO for the first year. So when they don't work, not only don't they get paid, the health fund doesn't get paid. Even when officers are eligible for 40 hours of PTO in a year, they'll end up experiencing some unpaid days. And so when they don't get paid, the health fund doesn't get paid. We showed in 2022 our health fund cost $634 a month. Broward County spent on their most comparable plan $665.50 a month. Our plan is $31 cheaper in 2022. County administration wants to pick and choose their comparisons. They seem bothered by the fact that our plan doesn't have premium sharing, but not bothered by the fact that our security officers haven't gotten paid sick days, don't get paid holidays, and don't get paid retirement. They want to make sure officers earning less than $35,000 a year be required to pay thousands of dollars before they can actually access their health care. The county administration is promoting their plan, which costs more and offers less. Our plan is designed with lower-wage contracted workers in mind. We urge this board to allocate an additional $778,000. It's actually less than that. That would be covered over three, but over the two enterprise funds and the general fund. Somehow, again, the county administration says no. You asked for a negotiation. They did not do it, and we ask for your help today to please help solve this problem and let these officers retain their health insurance in 2023. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Helene. Next speaker, Michael Rayner.
3: Good evening, Michael Rayner, Chair of the Human Rights Board. A um, dollar, Tim. I I hope next time it's two dollars oh. that your chip. Um, <laughs> just quickly, I um, I understand there's been some updates. I was just informed before the. Uh, budget hearing was gaveled in uh, as far as human rights section, so I look forward to hearing about some of those updates. Um, one concern that I still have is the staffing levels of the section. Um, you know, when HUD uh, back in June of 2021 um, put into place the uh, performance improvement plan, it cited that the agency is not sufficiently staffed to produce quality and timely case processing. With current level of staff, the department is not confident that the section can sustain as a viable fair housing partner. The recommendation level staff is four permanent investigators and two permanent intake analysts. So with the budget that you have here, um, it will bring up the, in, the investigators up to four. However, um, the intake still remains at one. Um, you know, just this week, um, Actually, on the 14th, HUD did clear, finally, the performance improvement plan. So um, that's a great step and a great achievement for staff, and they continue to do quality work in the work that they're doing. Um, But they're still needing an intake person. And in the letter, um, the last paragraph, HUD closes the letter, stating, um, while the section has met all the previous identified benchmarks, HUD has concerns with the agency's continued lack of staffing in key areas. HUD will continue to monitor and provide technical assistance as needed. Um, I do recommend that the additional intake staff member be added. Um, I think it is going to be important, especially as the section begins um, to take on more cases and the moratoriums that HUD had placed on intake and other types of investigative work are lifted. Um, you know, we're in a housing crisis right now and you know fair housing is going to be an issue um, as we see the prices that soaring Um, i myself am finding myself being priced out of where i live actually and may have to even move out of the county um you know this county is no longer affordable but i know even in discussions that i've had i heard from one friend of mine where their landlord said they would take the emergency assistance program but they won't take section 8 housing which is actually a violation of the county's human rights act even You know, so it just shows that more outreach is needed on what even our protections are. Um, You know, and that the outreach is also something that was highlighted in the audit by the county auditor um, earlier this year, where it actually highlighted that more work is needed to uh, advise the public of the protections that we have in place, which would facilitate the need for an additional intake person. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Lori Salarulo.
2: Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, County Administrator. Um, I thank you so much for your patience uh, as we've navigated through this process. I'm here tonight because it's the last opportunity to ask you to voice your support for the JA Pre-Apprenticeship Program. You heard from Kim Swears at the last meeting. These kids are going straight into good-paying jobs in the marine industry, which is really struggling with the workforce issue. We're asking to expand Amongst the marine industry and continue to put these kids into work. Thank you so much. For we you. hope that you will support this
0: Monica McCon- McConley McCauley
4: All right, good evening, um, Commissioners, thank you for speaking with me today. My name is Monique Conley. I'm a mother of one, a grandmother of three. I work at the Barbara County Courthouse as a security officer. Um, at this time, we're only making $15 an hour. Uh, we are in a dangerous position with the first line out there. Um, once we're there, we have to protect the lawyers, the visitors, everyone, the judges, everyone. So. Um, the court has a dangerous place to work. We lock down the building when we find guns. Um, it's dangerous. We're not really protected. We have BSO there, but we're first in line. So we're the first ones to get hit, slapped, spit on, everything. And we're only making $15 an hour. We don't get PTO. We don't get sick time. We don't get anything. We get stepped on. And at this time, it's hard. It's really hard for us. We don't know what to do. We really don't. How are we supposed to survive when we're in the most dangerous position at the courthouse? We can't do it. We just can't. Living from paycheck to paycheck, because sometimes that doesn't work. It doesn't. We've been speaking. I spoke to Mark Rogan on the phone months ago. We're just not getting any help. We come to work on time. We do the best job that we can with the resources that we have, but nobody is working for us. Nobody's trying to help us. Nobody's trying to get us the things that we need. We have people that are homeless that work at security. Nobody knows because everybody's ashamed to say something, but they're there to get their check. So this is really bothering us. Even though our jobs are dangerous, We still do them. We come to work every single day. I've been out of work for 20 days with pneumonia and COVID. I didn't get paid. Everything is behind my car payment, my insurance payment, my light bill, my water bill, everything. Nobody's trying to help me. Plus, if I try to go get government assistance, what do they say? You don't qualify. I don't qualify because I have a job paying $15 an hour, but it's not enough. It's just not enough. So thank you for listening. Our financial, you know, we're, we're there. We're trying to do the best we can, but we do need help. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Monique. Next speaker is Sean McMillan.
5: My name is Sean McMillan. I spoke last time. I have worked in um, security at the courthouse for 14 and a half years, guarding the main courthouse. I also am a licensed and ordained minister and a chaplain here in Broward County for many, many, many years serving our community. FATHER FIVE, who, WHO RELY ON ME FOR FINANCIAL HELP. AS MY CO-WORKER SAID, EVERYTHING TAKES PLACE IN THAT BUILDING. MURDER TRIALS, FAMILY COURT, WOMEN COME IN TO FILE CASES AGAINST ABUSE PARTNERS. THEY'RE OFTEN SCARED THAT THEY ARE BEING STALKED OR THREATENED. WE PROTECT THE BUILDING. WE PROTECT THE PUBLIC, EMPLOYEES, THE JUDGES THAT WORK there that work that our job is to screen everyone who who comes in and out that building. A few years ago, it was all on the news that uh, a gentleman came in with a loaded gun. Threatened to shoot up the building and kill himself. We was right in the middle of that incident. But no one comes to us and say thank you. We appreciate you. They look at us as secondary. But yet still, we come every day in uniform and serve. We are the first responders. If someone comes in with a gun and starts shooting, by by the time they get to the general public, we dead. So I don't understand how is it possible. I don't understand how is it possible that we are still earning so little that many of us have to work overtime or two jobs just to survive. I don't understand why the court, the county, hasn't committed to funding our health insurance. Commission, if you don't provide or help us today in our health insurance, it's a a good chance we will lose it. 2020, I had COVID. Many of us had COVID through our jobs. I had to wait weeks to go to the doctor because I could not afford the deductible. Something needs to be done today. Think if it was your son, your daughter, your grandchild working on the front line as we do, would you want someone to treat them the way we have been treated? I've been treated for the last 15 years. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. Miss. Shataria Beverly.
4: Hello, my name is Shatavia Beverly. I'm sorry. And I work security at the courthouse. I've been there for four and a half years, a single mother of three. Um, making fifteen dollars an hour is not enough. Um, Like I stated, I'm a single mom. My kid's father passed away. Um, Since I've been at a courthouse, i found four loaded guns from attorneys and employees. We don't know what their intentions were, but I was there to catch it. And I'm asking that we get more money, keep our health insurance, because we need it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The next speaker is Patrice Walker.
6: Hello. So yes, my name is Patrice Walker and I am a realtor and I am a board member of the Broad Young Democrats. And I am a board member for the Black Futures Alliance. So I'm here to speak about housing and how it is a human right. However, no, not a lot of people are able to afford it. So I heard earlier Monica mentioning that the taxes are going to go up based off of the prices of houses, which is the median price of 600000 However, the average home in South Florida is going for 600000 However, no one is getting paid more. I'm hearing all these people talking about how they can't afford it. So we're talking about they can't afford housing, which leads to prop to, to healthcare problems, which leads to credit problems, which leads to like kids being hungry, um, and there is no solution. So it's not just security guards who are having a problem now. It's also teachers, it's also organizers, it's also anyone in the working class making less than seventy-eight thousand dollars. So I literally just, like, left the meeting, I want to say, from the Dolphin Democrats where a woman who was working for $50,000 a year was, like, crying because she literally cannot afford to live here and she's living paycheck to paycheck. So I don't understand how the taxes would also be going up on top of the fact that everything else is going up except for people's pay. And I'm trying to – well, what the ask is today is – for there to be a solution towards the housing crisis that is going on currently, and for it to affect our teachers, our security guards, and those who are in the working class, but they, we are not stuck with people who are not qualified to teach our kids, people who are not qualified to protect us, and um, so that people can live um, Another question. Another question. with dignity here in um, South Florida. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Our next speaker is uh, Aretha Wimberly.
7: Came in just under the bell. You're here on time. Thank you. Good evening. I'm here to just impress upon the board and the day as the situation that um, I've been talking with my community and neighbors about. Um, I'm running late because I had a, I was on the phone with a colleague who's been working for decades for community outreach and she's just distraught because her lights are disconnected and she doesn't know what she's going to do. And if this 9.7% um, percent, 9.78% property tax is approved, um, then that will trickle down to her landlord, who will be looking at raising her rent. And we're talking about this um, tenant's bill of rights that requires 60 days notice for increases over 5%. But if they're looking at more than that in their property taxes, renters are terrified that there is still no protections and no um, relief coming their way anytime soon. The second issue that I would like to appeal to the board about is about the human rights section. I stood before you on the day, April 5th, when the audit was presented to this board and I expressed the deep hurt that I experienced that my family had to endure as a result of Broward County Office of Professional Standards and Human Rights section, not following through with the investigation that I submitted to them that stayed on their books for two years and no one addressed me about the income, I mean, about the outcomes, the progress. I essentially was ostracized and pushed out of my job. And now persons like me who are still members of the community are still hearing that Broward County is not taking the human rights issue seriously. They have not prioritized it. They have not felt that it needed to have the type of resources to have these cases resolved. Because when they linger, people hurt. Their mental health becomes challenged. Folks don't know what to do. They don't know how to come into the workplace. They don't know how to prove um, their space. They, they, They belong in that space. And I know because I experienced it. So whatever you need to do, to have that human rights section do their job the way that they are committed to do their job, I ask that you do that because it does linger, and it's not just me. My entire family suffered when that case was not processed properly. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Wimberly. <clears throat> that concludes the public speakers that
0: have signed up to speak at today's public hearing. So with that, I'm going to close to the public. Um, And now I'm gonna take comments from the county commission. I know we spoke about this kind of a few times before as we've dealt with this before. We see different sides on these issues. Some people are coming to us and they've been coming before saying that they, you know, the taxes are going up and they can't afford, versus other sides that want, you know, more services and more stuff provided. Uh, The county administrator presented us with a budget uh we had workshops and whatnot over it everyone seemed pretty much on board if we're going to change things around remember anybody that's taking something from one side is taking it from somewhere else so let's keep that in our thoughts and and if you're going to move something from one spot tell us where we're taking the money from so that we can have an intelligent conversation on it with that i'm going to open to the commission i see first commissioner bogan and then i think i saw geller and then ryan but I could be wrong. I'm, uh, okay, Commissioner Bogan, yeah, I'm going to go right around.
8: Thank you, Mayor. Um, at our last meeting, my big problem was uh, the gentleman who came up and talked about how he got COVID at the uh, he was working at the courthouse and didn't get sick pay. And I uh, my issue was that I, you know, I wanted all employees uh, to be guaranteed that they're going to get sick pay. Uh, if if you know so. I'd like to ask our county administrator if she can tell us exactly: uh, Does it start? So, if I start working today, for the next twelve months, I have so many days of sick pay, or you know, I want to make sure. Does it? So, I start working today, I have X number of days of sick pay for the next twelve months, and then then starts over again. Um, Can you confirm that?
1: So, what we have, what I have in the recommended budget is. That there will be paid time off so it's different than just sick pay paid time off will give those employees additional flexibility so it can be used for a sick or vacation or something so what what we have proposed is that what it would be in the prospective agreements all of the security guard I'm told and, and my team needs to correct me if I'm wrong but all of the security guard contracts are up for um uh, negotiation and they will be up and addressed this year so it's not like they have to wait you know for the next cycle for them to come in in the next couple of years that will all be done this year
8: so when you say this year i mean october november december we have three months and and two weeks is that what you're talking about this year
1: uh, fiscal year and, and kevin uh mr uh, Kelleher, my assistant county administrator if you can come up and, and clarify that piece i'm not sure on the date so he can help us now on right
8: that. thank you
9: Kevin Kelleher. I believe two are out in December, and I think one's out in February, it comes up in February.
8: And would that cover the employees that work at the courthouse? The
9: one in February uh, is the one that would cover the courthouse.
8: OK. And so um, and so, it's not really, you're saying it's not really possible to start negotiating that earlier?
9: Well, once, once we have these changes to the living wage uh, that gets approved through the budget and goes through the ordinance we we can start right away you know if we get it done sooner we'll get it done sooner but the contract the existing contract ends in february
8: i understand that let me ask my question again is there Sorry. can we start that sooner uh, can we start we're talking only four months can we instead of waiting is there a way to start that sooner or no
1: so so what my understanding is and, and this is a, an area of um we're ending the contracts right now so you'd be negotiating for the tail end of the existing ones before we go out with the new ones.
8: No, but we can cancel a contract for convenience. Why, I mean, we, why can't we just start the February contract? Let's just start it now. Why can't we do that? Is, it, is that a problem for our budget? Is that a problem for something? we start negotiating now so that not, we...
1: Yeah, so it's not necessarily a problem for the budget. It's a problem of the process. And getting those um, agreements in place, the, the solicitation to go out and get that in place.
8: Could we?
0: Could, could, so you of, Can we do the solicitation earlier?
8: Is what I think. What you're asking. I w- so there's three contracts, I believe. And you, and Council can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that tomorrow a letter could be sent, canceling the contracts for convenience and asking to renegotiate immediately. Tomorrow, instead of waiting till December, instead of waiting until February. And I'm sure Council. Can can correct that if I'm wrong, but I'm just saying exactly what the mayor said. Can we can we can we go for do that immediately? True, please.
10: Yes, but most of our contracts, excuse me, do have termination for convenience clauses that are triggered on 30, 60, or 90 days' notice, something like that. But we don't need to go that route if your direction is, and I think the county administrator is providing for this in the anticipated budget. If your direction is to try to implement those changes at the earliest possible time, it does require negotiations because there are labor unions involved. Uh, But that's something that could occur right away. And, you know, theoretically, and we'd have to analyze this, and I know Adam Katzman's here also, you know, maybe there's there's something where it it could be approved even retroactively. But, you know, I'm not saying retroactive from this date, but retroactive from whenever the contract ends up getting approved. So that's your direction. I mean, it's something that we can certainly try to accomplish.
8: So, it was, it was, I'm assuming that's not going to have an impact on our budget yeah. because we're doing it anyway. So, that was my first question. The second question I had is, is so, if somebody starts working today at the airport, does that, uh, is it five days they have? Seven? Our
1: contracts will be requesting that it's five, 40 hours of PTO.
8: Okay. Will Offer. that start immediately or do they have to wait a year?
1: and that is another piece i I need to get verification on um, mr kelleher Um, i believe there was a a lag in the time kevin the question is whether or not um the the pto would be impacted or um, implemented immediately or if they would have to wait it's it's
9: it's really how we how we have it set up it's it's flexible depending on the uh, employer they can have it as an accrual based system or a, a lump sum after a period of time so like some, some employers have it where after you've been there a year, they'll dump in the PTO at that time. Some have it where it's accrual. where. That's not pa- my question. Paper, sorry. sorry.
8: My question is, um, we are requiring this. So I don't care what employers are doing now. So if we require this, is it going to be effective immediately, or, or are we going to give the employers the leeway to institute this a year from now, you know, to give, you know, hey, employee, you must wait a year before you get this, or is it coming into play right now? What are, we, what are we as a county requiring those employers to give the employees? What we're
9: proposing in, in, the, in the language is that if the, pers- if the employee's been there a year, they should have 40 hours of paid time off if they've already been employed for a year.
5: And
8: what if they start their job today?
9: It would, then it would depend. If they start today, it would depend on whether that employer has an accrual system or a lump sum. Okay. And, and, and so the answer
8: is that it doesn't guarantee that new employee anything until they're here for a year.
1: and and commissioner let me let me clarify something just to put it in perspective so someone comes to work for the county day one you don't get your leave all in one lump sum you accrue it so So it so the employers choose to give um, leave different ways when you come to work as a county employee you accrue your time
8: right so i don't want to trust the employer's decision on handling it i would like our i thought we would be instituting hey employer the minute they they start working for you, if three months from now somebody gets COVID again, um, they should be able to get paid time off.
1: Well, I understand what your no, position not, is. Not, that's what I'm
8: not what, hey, you've only been working three months. You haven't really accrued those five days yet. Sorry, we can't pay you.
1: I, I understand. I just want to make sure you understood the distinction. In the county, you don't get that either. The county employees, you have to accrue your time off.
11: You get, okay. you no, you get no days when you start here? That's True. Well, I, I, I don't
8: I, yes. I personally don't agree with that. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, the least, I'm not talking about raising rates of this. I'm just talking about what we, last time. I think all employees, especially the, the county, uh, the when they're at the um, courthouse, they come in contact with so many people that it may have COVID, may have flu, may have so many, and they can get so much easier for them to get sick, like at the airport. And they should be protected at least to get something when they're sick. And, and it should happen the minute they from the stay they start forward. And, you know, I'd love to see if, if our commissioners True, would join in Drew, to see if you... I know you raised, heard. Drew raised his hand and wanted to comment.
10: Yes. Thank you, Mayor. And, and, and I did speak with Kevin. You know, the only thing that would prevent, you know, some sort of retroactivity would be, these are going to be solicited and we may get a new vendor. And obviously, you know, theoretically that couldn't be retroactive. But what I hear you saying, Commissioner, is you would like to see this implemented ASAP, not necessarily, you know, wait, and you want to see the accrual start immediately. As as, uh, Kevin mentioned and Monica mentioned, the county, this this leave accrues over time. On your first day in, I think you have no sick leave, and you earn, I think, 10 days per year, you know, divided into 26 pay periods. So an employer may choose to give all of it up front, or they may choose to do what the county does, you know, which is not quite as front-loaded. You want to see this... Implemented as soon as possible.
8: Yeah, I understand employers have a 30 day trial period or something, but it should, you know, if somebody's working several months and they get sick, we, we should be standing by our employees at least when they get sick so they don't come back and they can't pay their bills. You know, it just doesn't, it's just not right. And
1: I, I want to clarify one piece of, of information. So this is, this kind of puts it square in the context of a union negotiation. Right. So in our eight county unions um, that we have which is represents 85 percent of our workforce here in the county that is a, a negotiated right. thing they accrue. Uh, piece and that is negotiated that every single one of our unions has it that they accrue right so i just wanted to make sure you understand the distinction
8: you know uh, all i know is is that you have thousands of people that come through the courthouse every day if your security or you're at in the airport. You're, you're dealing with thousands of people who are sick, who don't care that they'll stay, they're not staying home, and they'll and they'll infect you. And it just, it just it's you know at least maybe for a certain class of workers, these people should be covered. I'm you know I'm not talking about everybody doesn't come into contact with thousands of people every day, and and so I'm going to stop talking. I just my my proposal is it should. Be in effect ASAP, and we should cover workers that come into contact with the public. Thousands, every you know, should be covered immediately.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. I'm just going
12: to, be- I was just going to follow up on a um, kind of a very small issue that we had discussed before, and it's maybe um, kind of like half the way there. Uh, we talked about in the um, the Human Rights Division that. Um, We were bringing in a, we had budgeted for another person that would handle um, investigations. And and these are primarily um, housing violations. And, you know, you can understand with the market rates uh, so high that, um, you know, it's a difficult market for the tenants. And the tenants, you know, need whatever protections we already have, you know, allocated under, uh, obviously, our county ordinances and, of course, you know the, uh, the federal regulations on housing and uh, HUD has approved the report uh, but mentioned that um, uh, the county needs to get a second intake person and um, I don't know whether or not um, that second intake person is budgeted this year I-, I thought that in our conversation at the first budget hearing that it was um, it, it was stated that we were, we already had budgeted um, uh, the uh, additional investigator, and that we had a second intake person that we were going to budget this year. Is that correct, Monica?
1: So, um, as I shared at the last budget hearing, you asked um, similar questions, and and you were right on point. So we had two positions last year and two this year for intake in professional standards. They just uh, we've just started. Uh, I was told this afternoon. I got confirmation that we just started a law school intern to help with that process. We're having a lot of um, challenges with filling some vacancies, um, and so we're doing everything we can to try to you know patch the holes while we're still recruiting. Um, and, and we also have temporary um, staff that is hired to help with this process as well.
12: So, all right. So during this budget year, we we are budgeting for a. A second full-time um, full-time employee for a um, an intake person and uh, but the position has not yet been filled so you know at least if you're hiring and hopefully if you have a um, competitive wedge wage that'll we'll get somebody qualified in um, you know in the coming months
1: so so it's to to clarify it's for discrimination for handling of the discrimination cases yes, yeah the ho-
12: primarily housing discrimination right? so.
1: So it's, it's split up. It's going to be for housing and you know, yeah. for the caseload work and for, the housing for, discrimination. For housing yep.
12: and for, for, for what? Employment discrimination?
1: Yes. So it's all of it, right? I just want to make sure.
4: OK,
1: yeah, one on the professional standards side and one on the human rights side to handle and, the caseload. Is that,
12: uh, <clears throat> Is that uh, consistent with uh, HUD's recommenda- HUD requirements or recommendations? Well, I mean, I know that they had finally um,
1: they finally approved released, uh, yes. you
12: know, the county's report, but um, they did have those, um, those uh, recommendations going forward.
1: They did have that recommendation. What we did was uh, try to hit all of the, the holes that we've got in that section. Um, the needs that we've got there, so that's why i was saying over the course of the last mm. two years, we've added now four positions, and we're plugging in the hole on the intake side with um, additional temporary staff and, and that law school student that I told you about. Mm. We're continuing to look at that um, that operation, um, and, and that's going to be one of my next areas of focus. Uh, so that is an area of importance, and in fact, I think last meeting, um, I believe it was uh, Vice Mayor Fisher who asked. Um, um, about the case management system, and you did as well. Um, and, and so I'm happy to report that there's actually been uh, – the logjam has been broken, and that is um, – yes. uh, that's in, in, in motion. So that, that's mm-hmm. a very good thing. Oh, it's been yeah, a focus uh, of ours, so, so thank you for that as well.
12: All right, and I just know that um, as we get a <clears throat> little bit of a stronger um, uh, <laughs> supply of, of, of qualified workers – that um, that gap between, you know, uh, uh, wages and and available jobs is going to, I think, um, narrow somewhat and it may be um, even more important in the employment discrimination area that that we have that, you know, additional uh, full-time employee. That's my observation. Senator Geller.
13: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, First, let me deal with the issue that Commissioner Bogan raised. Um, I would agree in part and disagree with part. I would agree with him, Monica, although I understand that this may be a collective bargaining issue. I'm not comfortable with having employers wait for a full year and then load on and then suddenly say, all right, here is your first five days, because many employees may not work an entire year, giving a windfall to the um to the employer, and in some cases, there may actually create an incentive for the employer to terminate to avoid that. Every system that I've ever been familiar with is an accrual basis, which is if it's uh, 12 days, which I just made a 12 because it makes the math easier. If it's 12 days uh, a year, then you get one day per month, And, you know, I guess a quarter, a fifth, uh, If there's on average 20 work days, you would get a 20th of a day each day that you worked something. I mean, I think we all know what the accrual system is. And that seems to me to be a much fairer method. I, I don't, I agree with Commissioner Bogan, they should not have to wait a whole year to get any time off. Although, I, I also don't know that after they've been there 30 days, it also doesn't seem fair that you can get five days off immediately. Um, accrual is the only, I think, fair way, and it's the only way I've seen. So, I would have a problem and would ask uh, that uh, something, if we haven't yet signed any contracts, which I, we clearly haven't, this be in there that, you know, unless a union collectively bargains differently, that the default method would be an accrual method. Um, which led to my second question on this topic about RFPs. If these are going out, is, if the contracts are expiring in December, two of them, is that correct, and one in February? Kevin? If that is, you can just nod if that was correct. Uh, If that is the case, I want to know, have we already issued, do we have RFPs on the street?
9: The RFPs have been on the streets. They've gone through the process. They have been ranked. The rankings have been approved by the board. We're just at the stage now where once we get this living wage uh, proposal done, then we can finish our negotiations and they'll be in place.
13: Okay. And... Do these RFPs have the provision in them for both the higher wage, which is $17?
1: $15 for the base rate for non security guards and 1717 for security guards.
13: So the RFP has in there, um, I'm just verifying, the 1717 new wage for security guards plus. The 40 hours of PTO, and how much is the um, current what, uh, health insurance?
1: It was 365, is what we're proposing.
13: Okay. Do all of these RFPs have that? Uh, those three provisions in there?
9: To the RF, to <laughs> the RFPs, uh, and we talk, we're talking the, security. We're just talking security only. Two of the RFPs have the 1717 rate. Uh, none of the RFPs have the paid time off in it. That is something that we will be putting forth through a, a living wage ordinance change, and um, the, uh, the the insurance rate is 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 in the uh, is in the RFP.
13: Then that's at the 386. Okay. Three.
9: It's 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 actually or it's, whatever
13: number. It's, it's actually what's
9: what's what's posted, which for this year is 354, which will with with anticipated 3% increase will go up to 365.
13: Okay, and just county attorney, obviously, legally, there's no problem with the increasing the amount to the 1717 17 and the time uh, PTO and you know, there that can even though it wasn't in the RFP that can. Uh, just be done and adjusted, correct?
10: There is a way to
13: do it, yes. Okay, and you have that money in your budget currently? That's correct. Okay, thank you. And do you have that money in your budget if we adopted it today, or do you only have that money in your budget if we adopted it as of the dates that these are supposed to take effect?
1: Kevin's gonna come and clarify. I believe the
9: money is in there for when the contracts are concluded and go forward. So
13: So that's two in December and one in February? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right, next, moving on to the next topic. Um, I heard Ms. Uh, Savarulo here ask for money for JA. And I've been a supporter of JA, but I am Particularly a supporter of their apprenticeships, You're, you are aware that this is um, a kind of a pet project of mine. I feel very strongly about the issues of apprenticeship and creating a new um, a new uh, working class of, of well-paid trade jobs. I understand that at this point in time, I'm not reluctantly going to ask for money, because uh, I don't want to take it out of any place else. However, we do supplemental appropriations during the year. And I would ask you, Ms. Farrow, if you can find some money during one of our supplemental appropriations, this is something that is important to me. I'm not asking sure. you to make any commitment, just acknowledge that you know you, you'll take a look. And I, see if you can find something
1: I will take a look and as I have shared, I, I
13: understand you're not promising sure. and I'm not suggesting you do it today
1: as I've shared thank you um, senator and as I have shared um, um, I would do what the will of the board is so if there are the majority of the board um, directs me to do that I will absolutely um, find the way to do that
13: okay uh, finally um, are we do we still have any federal ARPA or other funds I believe we're still spending some of those funds that this year is the last installment I believe what um, we already have
1: all of the those funds have been utilized um, if you recall um, that was used in full for
13: the seat convention et cetera.
1: Okay. no 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 for for um, the wages that for the uh, help me. for well, Put it on. So I want to make sure I get the right terminology.
13: Okay.
14: It was all it was all used for government services since we had reduced revenue um, per the
13: treasury regulation. Okay. Um, I thought that there was some money that was still some left over that was we were spending this year. Am I incorrect on that? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Because um, obviously, uh, you know, and I'll just. Repeat what I've said, but very briefly because you've all heard it, but the audience hasn't we've heard I mean, I heard some people come in and uh, suggest that we um, It would be fair for us to reduce Taxes while spending more money on certain items like housing and we can't Um, You know we have to have a balanced budget and you know unless believe in the services ferry which I sometimes think we need one Um, we can't spend more unless we raise more and you know I've had I've heard a number of commissioners previously suggest we reduce the millage and I think that's irresponsible I also don't think that we should be making large increases in recurring because of a temporary time of surplus Because what we know will happen is we will have good times and bad times. During And I would like to commend the county administrator for adding the $11 million to surplus during our good times. We should only be doing one of two things. We should be doing capital expenditures and adding to reserves. If we cut millage without being willing to raise it later, we're guaranteeing we won't have enough money to spend. And... If we lock ourselves into large recurring increases, it means when we revert to the mean, we won't be able to fund our budget. So I've been a strong advocate for taking whatever surplus there is and putting it into either capital or reserves. I think you've done an excellent job on that, Mr. Perro. Thank you. And, you know, I have said before, I may be the only commissioner. That is said, if we need to increase our revenues in order to increase our spending, I mean, I'm not convinced that we are, but if I become convinced that we need to increase our revenue, I would be prepared to discuss increasing our millage. I don't know you'll find much support for that on this dais. Um, But if we don't increase our millage, then we have to live within our means. Uh, you will never see me advocating for large spending without being willing to pay for it. So, that's all, Mr. Mayor. Thank you.
0: Vice Mayor Fisher.
13: Thank you, Mayor.
14: As we have this discussion on really two fronts, I just heard about JA and last meeting, of course, I brought it up as well uh, that uh, we want to support them any way we can. I know the $300,000 they have is recurring. And I like your idea, Senator Geller, for as far as any during the year if we have the supplemental dollars available that we can fund that. I think it's a very important aspect of job creation for these young folks. And listening to um Kim from Fastboats, you know, it was amazing the the level on which these these young folks start pay. So would want to um to join in and, and uh and Senator Geller's um statements about that so I would definitely support that um, getting to where Commissioner Bogan was talking about the the uh, the 40-hour pay I don't know how how do we get there and maybe you don't have the answer now but how do we get there because I, would it be the domino effect if we did that with our other eight unions they would be looking to get the same which I'm not saying that's right or wrong I'm just saying that that would kind of be the, the domino effect if we try to get that pay immediately upon employment. So I'm not, I don't know the mechanism how to get there. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a catch 22. We wanna make sure that we take care of our security guards that obviously is on the front line, but also is it gonna cost the same for our other eight union folks that are out there? Monica is it would it be the
1: same so um, vice mayor I want to just make sure everyone and thank you for the question but I want to make sure that everyone's clear um, on on the distinction so um, these are contracted employees they do work for under contract for the county but we also have security guards that are employed by the county Mm -hmm. those security guards are uh, they accrue Leave just like all the rest of the county employees do that are in unions. So, um, so this when you talk about the eight unions. We have eight collective bargaining units within our county, which are county employees. So this this discussion is for a union that is not one of our employer employee unions. Um, so when when we talk about you know directing to negotiate, we don't we don't necessarily negotiate with a union that's not ours we, we were you asked us to go and look and speak with them and to talk through what their request was and, and we did that and, and what we found as, as I've shared um, was was very um, eye-opening um, and, and yes we'd love to be able to to be all things and do all things for for all of the folks that that provide services on our behalf um, but you know what I guess I want to emphasize is that recommended budget. Um, you know, many of the things that were requested of us throughout the year, um, we did put into the recommended budget, and it's the first time in the history of the county that I know that it was ever put into the county administrator's recommended budget, more than three times what the living wage ordinance would have ordinarily ordinarily called for. So, so you know, the statements. Um, were not necessarily indicative of what we have done. Um, you know, it was um, you know over seven percent on the base rate, and over twenty-two percent on the security guard rate. Um, and you know, the PTO requirement is something. And, and, and Commissioner Bogan, we will absolutely look at you know, the timing of that. And I think there's something we can do on that. Um, but that's yet another area. The healthcare differential is just you know the last piece that. Uh, there were a lot of differences between the the plans. And so, uh, quite frankly, the plan that is offered by SEIU is a richer plan than even our employees are offered. Um, And and our employees pay um, a premium. And, And the proposal in front of you, that request, does not. So there are a lot of differences. And there's an HMO, so it's a smaller copay. Our employees have to pay full cost of The uh, the service at the doctor because ninety three and a half percent of our employees are in the high deductible plan So it truly is an apples to oranges comparison Um, We don't offer dental and vision Um, We don't pay for dental and vision premium um, Or anything for our employees if our employees want dental and vision coverage They have to pay a hundred percent of that so there's a lot of differences in the plans and, and what's proposed and that's why Um, We did do a a thorough analysis, and so that negotiation is not truly a negotiation. It was a unilateral input into the budget um, to to give you all um, something that I thought you could be very proud of and fair, uh, an offering that was an increase.
15: Thank
14: you. So I'm still looking for that answer and how we start the, the accrued time, you know, in advance. I'm still kind of looking to how we get there. Especially with the security guards, how do we get there for that time off? That's I don't know how we get there today, but I just want you to know that that would be something I would be interested in trying to pursue.
1: And that would be—are um, you speaking only about for the SEIU provision?
14: Well, I guess again we would have to have it across the board. I mean, we can't favoritism well, well, with one and not the other. So we would need to look at it in its totality.
1: So, so we will look at at, at all of the issues as as I will. Um, Ask that maybe we can have some some discussions, perhaps in a shade meeting, because now we're treading into yeah, I don't collective want to get there. bargaining yeah, discussions. Exactly,
14: I don't want to get there. So you have my thoughts. Thank you,
1: Senator Rich. Okay,
16: thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, well, I'm gonna going to fall in line with my colleagues here, Commissioner Bogan and um, uh, Fisher. With regard to the to the sick pay issues, I, you know, I, I've been distressed over the fact that um, some time ago, and you know, I, I know it was said that we didn't agree with the 1717 when we talked a couple of years ago, and I just I just feel like I, I just don't think we can afford to wait, uh, particularly with the with the uh, with the PTO. I think we need to move we'll on and not have people wait. And I but I, I do also agree. Um, that I believe if we can, I would certainly want us to, to use the, the uh, accrual system for it. So, uh, but I, I think as soon as we can do that, we need to do it, um, just as soon die. as possible. And the same thing with the pay. I mean, we're saying 1717, how long are we going to wait again for us to get there? So as soon as we can, I, I mean, I'm in favor of renegotiating these now as far as I'm concerned. Whatever we could do to speed the whole process up, I think we should do. Um, I want to just say that um, you know there are a lot of good programs out there and wonderful things that you know we'd all like to support but I I right now feel that um, first of all uh, obviously um, I I don't want to take anything from anything we've already funded uh, that you have put in the budget and I, I do thank you and I appreciate what you've done you know with regard to The living wage because I've been here since 2016 and I have never seen anything like this with this kind of an increase Um, and I think it's it's recognition of the needs out there in the community that have been expressed here today so given given those needs I I I certainly would not support reducing millage or or our taxes now Uh, we we just have too many critical needs here and the two critical needs mostly affordable housing and um, you know uh, we we're we're um, there's an item we had we we uh, deferred on our agenda today which was some affordable housing that you brought up and and the reason it was deferred, I checked I checked with Ralph stone again it was exactly for what I had mentioned the increase in the construction cost of the housing itself yep. so what happens is now we need another 10 12 million dollars maybe more to make those projects all whole that we had already uh, recommended and that's going to come out of our affordable housing trust fund and you have graciously this year put in more but you know still not enough but 18 million dollars going into there well that's going to be gone soon that money to replenish that has to come from our general fund and we have got to continue to 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 build housing I mean, it's, it's the only way to begin to, to come out of this. The other thing we need to do is rental assistance. I mentioned about the landlord recruitment program. We have 300 people coming out of, homeless, coming out of our, our homeless shelters where we need housing for them. So the, these are the things that are, are weighing on me. Uh, and I feel that uh, uh, you know, increasing the living wage, uh, trying to, to, to do the paid time off, those things are, are excellent and those things help because people hopefully will be able to, as, as things begin to even out a little bit with housing, to be able to afford some, some affordable housing. But um, we have a, in, in the words of Dr. Murray, a catastrophic, tra- catastrophic situation here. And I think that every, everything we can possibly do to put more, uh, more funds into our affordable housing trust fund, and to rental assistance, because your question, there was a question about the, about the federal money, I mean, we get the last tran- tranche of the, fe- of the rental assistance money that goes to the ERAP program. And when that's gone, I don't know what replaces it. So maybe you can tell me, but maybe it's our general, something from our general fund. So again, we're back to the whole situation, again, of people not being able to have a roof over their heads. So to me, uh, I think we have to just keep that as our major priority. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Commissioner Furr.
15: Thank you. Um, you know, I think it was in June I asked the Living Wage Advisory Board to, to, to convene and come back with the recommendations. Um, they came back with, I think was pretty pretty sound proposals. And most of them I think you've tried to um, incorporate, um, which I'm glad. I think uh, I think all of us want to see the wages go up. I think all of us want to see PTO. Um, and and, I, and there is a way. I'll t- I'll tell you what teachers do, is they actually pool it when they, when it's necessary. So what happens is when uh, when you first start working, you accrue it by the month. You get one day a month, and then if somebody doesn't have enough when it's needed, teachers are allowed to pool it and donate. Um, Into that that yeah, maybe we do that here as well Uh, and it works and and it's it's one of those things where it's uh, You're almost kind of looking out for your fellow employee and it gets you past if somebody's really sick It gets though. It gets that group that person through the tough times and likewise it could happen with Somebody just starting off, you know, you'd hate to see somebody just starting off get sick, but it could happen Um, so there's the accrual method works um, and it, I think the, the, the point is it should start, and I know we probably have a time period before it kicks in, but we've been through a pandemic. We understand how important these people are on the front line and the risks that they have. And I think, you know, I think we understand more than we ever have the need for that PTO, you know, particularly for anybody on the front line. Uh, we, have a, we have a lot of things that we can, you know, I had a lot of th- requests this year, and a lot of them got turned down, and a lot of them got put in, a lot of them put, got put in, <laughs> but a lot of them got turned down, uh, and, and I didn't even go into the things I, some of the bigger things, and things like advanced water treatment that I really think we need to get to, things like advanced, going to biosolids, upgrading, those are huge issues. And those are huge issues that this county is going to have to deal with fairly soon um, at some point. And those are, those are you know, I, I do think we need to start thinking of those because uh, what we're doing right now is, is not sustainable. We're not going to be allowed to keep putting those biosolids in counties to the north of us. They're not going to keep taking it. So, we, so, you know, and I know... Alan Garcia is doing some good thinking right now. I'm looking forward to seeing the white paper he's got coming out. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Um, That said, with regard, the one thing that I am concerned of with, uh, and and, and I would love to see this stuff happen as quick as possible, both the wage increase, PTO, if there's a way of making that happen quicker, negotiating quicker, please let's do that. I think um, we are seeing across the board in this county the need for wage increases for people to be able to survive in this county. So if, whatever we can do to make that go quick. I have tried my best to try to understand this health plan, and I'm, I am not understanding it. I cannot get apples to apples and oranges because our plan is different from their plan. I went on SEIU's website. I was trying to understand it and look at all the different ones and seeing what it covered, what it didn't cover. Um, I couldn't get it. And, I, and maybe somebody else, maybe there's people smarter than me, but I could not figure it out. What I do think is important is that um, that the people that are on that plan are able to, able to stay on that plan. I think that is, I think whatever, I think we have to look at that. And if they're, and if they're not going to be able to stay on that, that's, uh, that's not good. We've seen how important health plans are. Um, and you asked me, where would I take it from? If I was going to do it, I'm on page. I'm in, under finance and administrative services. I'm looking at three different categories that, that ballooned. And I don't know if they are, maybe you can help me on this. Um, BSO self-insurance uh, went up by a huge amount. That's a self-insurance plan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that is um, for, for the jails. Is that what that's for? The, actual, the actuals in fiscal year 21 was 4000000 were million. We're budgeted for $24 million. That's a big difference, especially when it's a self-insurance plan. So I'm saying that if there's any room for, and, and I don't want to be negotiating here. The fact is I don't understand the plan to know whether or not there's a way of getting there to make sure that, that their plan that they that they could be covered in their plan. I don't know. And I and we've talked and I know and, and I know it's an HMO, I know that's totally different from what we have. And um, that said, I still want to make sure that they're covered. I want to make sure that they're the if that if their plan has gone up, I want to know why theirs has gone up too i want to I want to know what their administrative fee is and all those different things, and those are the kind of things that aren't going to happen tonight. not going to happen tonight, but I would like to have some in reserve and keep looking at it. I think it's worth continuing to look at it. I think we've been trying to rush this a little bit. I don't think any of us here and I could be speaking i I, I might be speaking out of turn, I don't think any of us understand exactly the, those health plans and where and what is the apples to oranges or apples to whatever. So I say that, and if there's money available to be, you know, I, I think we should keep looking at it. And the place where I you asked me, Mayor, this is where I would be looking at, VSS self-insurance. And also I see two other places where it ballooned a lot. Um, and it is, it is in the Employee Benefits Fund. One of them went up by $50 million. I don't know why that one went up by so high. Any idea? Uh,
14: Commissioner, the Thanks, on the BSO self insurance. Yes. What happens is we have a big reserve. If you saw it in the middle, that's part of page eight thirty seven. I'm
15: on B uh eight Eight thirty seven? Oh I bet I have an older book. I'm eight one. Um This is this this book?
14: Yeah, but if you look at page eight thirty-seven, is the BSO self-insured? insurance thirty-seven.
15: Well, the only one I'm, I can refer to is I'm looking at eight one. Yeah, but the detail is on eight thirty-seven. Eight thirty-seven. Well, I don't. I don't have number pages like that. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't have number pages like That's that. At the very bottom, top, bottom. Nope. Plate. Doesn't have that.
1: Jennifer, I'll help you. Just see real
15: quick. We should have the same book. You did. <laughs> <What> we did.
1: <laughs> you do.
15: We'll help you. Oh, 8-30. Eight, oh, no, okay, okay, okay. Got it.
1: Done,
14: got it. Just so, if it. you look at the last section under appropriations for fiscal 21 actuals, the actual spending was $4.5 million. What we've got budgeted for 22 and 23 includes the reserves, which are basically the reserves in that fund. Okay. And those are 16 or 17 or 18, but million. You, they don't get spent. Okay. So, okay, so when you compare so the actual. What I'm saying the, is,
15: okay, thank you. There is a a healthy reserve there that we have if we needed to do that. Um, so that's that's my point. You wanted that. Yep. You wanted you wanted to know where it could come from. That's one place. Okay. The other part happens to be under and this I don't under know exactly because it has has to do with risk management operating fund. That went up considerably. Maybe that's on eight thirty seven as well. Um, but that went up. That tripled. So, is that are those reserves as well? Uh, it's, I, I'm looking at eight one. So if I go to eight thirty-seven, will it be on there? No, um, it's, it's not. probably on a different page. Yeah, a different one. I'm, what it is is it's risk manage, management operating fund. Fiscal year twenty-one actuals was thirty-eight million. Budgeted this year for eighty-five million. No, ninety-one million. So healthy jump. Um, I, I don't, and, and I know part of that is in positions that are being um, done. But as, as, as we know, we're not gonna get all 40 of those positions on day one. We may not get it by the middle of the year, which means there would be a considerable amount of money available. Okay. Um, likewise for the human resources employment benefit funds.
1: Commissioner, I've got just okay. to let you know, I was just looking down. The bottom of page 8 -31 okay because the detail for all of those summary pages that you're looking at are in the sections behind those departmental okay um, tabs so if you look at the bottom of page 8 -31 um, the budget the large budget variances are explained on the bottom portion of that so if you look at that I
15: see that but it, it's nowhere those are, near but it's nowhere near the amount that's being budgeted.
1: So there are increases to, as you'll see... Um, I see it, FRS, the, all those. FRS, the the program premiums, um, and the... But sh- they don't even... They, they
15: pale in comparison plans. to what the increase is.
1: And what number exactly are you looking at? What... I'm sorry. Um, if I'm, you
15: go to 8-1, you'll see it. I, don't, I, I, I We don't need to get into the to the re-deal details. I, what I'm seeing is opportunities. That's what I'm looking at. Mayor asked for opportunities. I provided them. Very, very well done. And that so, it
0: was great for you today. The yoga, what's that? The yoga really
15: must have. Stressed my brain. Unbelievable. Um, I say that so that if there, and, and I would ask that we continue these, cons, these considerations on health. It's the one place where we know where we're going with the wage, we know what the number is, we know where we're going with PTO these are great benefits for people that are going to be working for us. I want to make sure, given the pandemic we've been through, given the fact that we know what it is, we we need to make sure our people have good health care. And I know, and and I'm sorry, Monica, that I don't understand it yet. I just don't. I tried. Honestly, I tried everywhere I could to get a handle on it so that I could talk intelligently on it. I can't. So... And maybe, you know, I'm sorry we didn't have more time to do this. But let's make sure that they're covered well, that, that, that it is, and, if, and if, it's, uh, if, it, if need be. Because these things are going to be through the contract coming up. It doesn't, it's not something that has to be done right here, right now. These are being part of the RFP. They're part of these things. Let's keep, let's keep looking on this and make sure that we're, that we're doing the best we can okay thank you Beam. thank you Commissioner Moskowitz
11: <clears throat> Thank You mayor uh, a couple questions in the budget um, under the for the main library I know it's fiscal year 25 uh, am I reading that we're gonna spend seven million dollars to renovate the restrooms
1: are you talking in the capital budget now? Is that the
11: book? <clears> the <throat> main library restroom reser- re- renovation, fiscal year 25, $6.9 million.
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, a lot of our, uh, the, the aged uh, aging facility is in desperate need. It's a of, number
11: of libraries. It's not one.
1: It's the main library. So
11: it's just one building's bathrooms are going to cost $7 million. Seven, four,
1: nine, 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 nine. Yep. We have seven floors of bathrooms, of the library.
8: It's gold, gold-plated toilets and gold-plated bathtubs. Okay. Uh, just all
11: right. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. Uh, the uh, what what is a gas chromograph mass selective detector? Four
1: hundred ninety-nine
11: thousand. What page are you on? Sir? I'm sorry. I'm on two eight. Under general government projects,
1: medical medical examiner's um, okay. facility. Uh, and I'm equipment.
11: just I'm just asking. I'm just going through the budget. Uh, the electric the electric vehicle and charging infrastructure, two point eight million. What is the what? That's this fiscal year. What is the plan with that?
1: So we have a, a robust plan, and, and it's it's across um, several of our facilities, and then we also have them plugged into, um, no pun intended, to some of our parks facilities and some of those projects. Where we're going to start putting in some so we're of putting in EV, chargers EV, right okay for EV, EV infrastructure
11: okay so we're so that that specifically is an EV infrastructure but we're, we're we're not converting our fleet at all and
1: we we have been absolutely talking about converting um fleet and we have been doing so and we've been doing so for a number of years okay both the, fleet and bus the
11: federal government in the infrastructure bill they just passed there was a ton of money in there for EV chargers is that something we're looking at applying for?
1: We are constantly looking at opportunities to get grant funds to offset our, our infrastructure.
11: Okay, the million and a half dollars for same page. The million and a half dollars for the energy reduction program. We're spending a million and a half dollars to reduce our energy. What are we? What are we spending the million and a half dollars? Is that the company? That Those then, are the two
1: contracts that we have
11: um, to. Are we saving more than we're spending?
1: I. Don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I am told that we are finding significant savings on an annual recurring basis. Right, but
11: if we're spending, because if you, if I look at that, we're, we're spending a million and a half. I assume we're saving at we, least a million and a half. That is correct. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. There's the art. Um, Going to the uh, two issues, I support the junior achievement issue. I don't have to belabor that. A number of members have talked about it, so I support that. Going to the the SAIU issue, Commissioner Bogan, you actually asked this question at a previous meeting about when it can start, and if by mem- and I recall we were that we were told it could start right away, the changes we were go- we going to make, and so I, I want to go back to this really quick. So. There is a solicitation that's going out in December for a turnaround in February. Did I hear that correct?
1: Kevin, why don't you come up and...
11: The 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 solicitations
1: have already happened. So so the solicitation
11: is out? It's been responded to?
9: The the contracts expire. There's two contracts that have been extended uh, that expire in December. Those solicitations have already been out and have already been ranked. And I believe the same for the one that expires in February.
11: Okay, so those have been ranked. Are we out of the protest period? It's already out of the protest period. Okay, so then that should be, so that, so other than waiting for staff now. process, and well, what's to negotiate? If, if we're accepting their proposal, what are we negotiating?
9: Well, if we're changing rates in there, we're gonna to have to give
1: them the rates to go back and- But what's
11: to negotiate? We're giving them the money and they're passing it through. During the that should be a really quick negotiation. But
1: during right? the negotiation process, sometimes—and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Kevin and and uh, uh, Drew and Anika—when we sit down to negotiate, sometimes uh, the vendor will ask for um, variances in the terms and conditions and things like that. So that that entire process needs to be—you know—you need to sit down right, and we, negotiate. I mean, I,
11: I mean, like from the vendors. No, I no, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. But to Commissioner Rich's point, and I wasn't here, it seems like we've been trying to accomplish some of this for quite some time. Uh, and what I'm, what I'm kind of hearing is, and, and I'll get to staff's work on this, which which has been tremendous. What I'm kind of hearing is that the folks in the audience, even the stuff we're going to give them, their best case scenario is maybe it'll start in February. I, I,
1: Like Kevin, just stay up here.
11: Like when this budget gets approved, and we approve the seventeen seventeen, when will they see that in their paycheck? Give me the date.
9: Right for there's there's two contracts, two, and we're talking security guards only. There's two security guard contracts that end at the end of this year. One for the port, one for the airport. So if those contracts go to full term, they would see the new rate in in January. Guaranteed with, with the vendors. Guaranteed. Once, there's, once nothing get, that would,
11: there's nothing that could hold that up.
9: Well, we have to pass the budget, and then there's living wage ordinance changes that will have to happen, which we're prepared to bring to the board in October.
11: Well, but I mean, I assume that's all going to happen.
9: Correct. Okay. So it okay. would be all poised to be done at, at the at the latest in in January.
11: Okay. So, all right. So that's on the security. If, if there's the
9: ability to do it earlier, we will we will explore well, that. Right.
10: Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it also does require negotiation. So, if, if you know, if there has to be a willing buyer and a willing seller. So, if the other side, you know, thinks we're under a compulsion to get it done and they dig in on some other issues, you know, so, so we can't we can only guarantee that no, no, we're cu- going to cor- seek to get o- it done. Of course, yeah.
11: Uh, and I've negotiated m- my fair share o- over my time. And usually, if I say to somebody, I'm going to give you $500,000. For your employees, I want you to pass that $500,000 down. It's going to cost you $0 to do that. Usually, I don't wind up in a full blown renegotiation of the entire contract.
10: But, but, but Commissioner, it's not, and, and we went through this exercise a few years ago. It's not quite that simple because some people raise compression issues, other issues are potentially raised. And so we have a draft living wage ordinance amendment. That, and Senator Rich is the one who pushed this a few years ago, it uses the same approach that we came up with that was very effective in trying to, to uh, you know, apply it to new contracts right away and also a mechanism to apply it to existing contracts. Uh, you know, there was some leverage uh, that was used in the past. So that should be before you I, in November at the latest, maybe in October, both pieces of that living wage ordinance. Then the negotiations will occur. And if the other side's reasonable, in the negotiations, and they address these issues, we don't think anything should delay it. And if this board says that on these issues, even if negotiations were delayed, we'd like to see this piece retroactive to the beginning of the contract term. Well, yeah, I'll,
11: get, I'll get to that part in okay. a second. So obviously I don't know, and you can't discuss it because obviously it's not a closed issue, who won the new contracts yeah. if it's the same company. So I, um, th- that obviously could cause some issues.
9: Go ahead. Well, Well, actually for some of them it, it has been ranked... Um, so I believe um, one of the firms is one of the firms is the same and one of them is
11: new. So. Okay. So one of the firms is the same, one of them is new. Okay. Uh, all right, so moving on to the, the, the next issue, which is um, this accrual issue as far as what we were talking about, them not getting their five days on day one. they have to. the way I heard it is that they have to be there a year to get the five days i mean i heard the maybe this maybe that if they accept this if they accept that but what is it i mean the county can probably tell me what their accrual policy is i mean or what the options are
8: ask the question and let them answer yeah let's get an answer
9: how was how how it's been how it's been proposed and We we can still go back and and refine this, but how it was proposed because there's employers that have two types of systems, the accrual system or um, a drop you know where they load put all the leave in one bucket at one time. How the language was proposed was that after a year of service, you should have either accrued or get dropped
11: in 40 hours of paid time off. All right, so, so so we you and I are saying the same thing. What we're saying is is they will get, the, the at a year, they will have five days. And maybe, you know, maybe they're getting a day, a, a day, a day and a half, a quarter. Or maybe they're getting two days and three right. months. But to get the full five days, they are going to have to be there a year.
9: That's that's how it's that's Yeah, how, it's how they
11: arrive there may be different, but five correct How does that compare to the, the county's policy? The county of Cruz. Right, right. And so what I'm asking is, and I know we give more days, but... How long does it take for you to get five days here in the county?
1: Well, I'd have to look at, you know, you get more days the longer you've been here, and so after five. I'm years, a new.
11: I'm a new employee. I'm, I'm brand I, new to
1: this. I'll county. have to get that number for okay. you. I don't have those I, details off the top of my head. It's okay, because I, I was. The no, I know, first and day. I know there's
11: there's all this stuff, because I, I think obviously. <laughs> right. Well, I'm getting it all in now. I promise. I'm getting it all in now. Okay, and I'll just. I'll just cut some of the federal funding the county gets later, uh, but but <laughs> <laughs> you will never be rid of me. I promise. Uh, no,
8: that's
11: a joke for Anthony Mann who's tweeting. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so I, to to the point of it shouldn't take a full year. Let's figure out what what the what the answer is so that they they. So that they can have certainty, right? Because what this conversation seems to be is a little bit of uncertainty. We heard that. Okay, good. Um, Going to the insurance issue, it's funny that you brought that up. And I talked to the the administrator about this um, a couple weeks ago. I actually think the county, which funds other agencies, tax collector, property, well, not tax, property appraiser, BSO, uh and the supervisor elections i actually think we should develop a policy here that they need to join our health insurance so that we have a larger bargaining power to bring down the cost of health insurance countywide they're doing their own insurance they're doing their own solicitation and while we can't mandate that what we can do is we can set a policy that we're going to lock you in into your 2022 budget if you don't agree to joining our health insurance. So whatever your 2022 budget is, that's your number. You'll get that in 23, you'll get that in 24, you'll get that in 25, if you want to do your own health insurance. But it is crazy that we are not pooling together uh, and we're doing three separate solicitations. We are paying more countywide as, as a result of that. That would give the administrative, oh go ahead.
1: No, I'm, I was just asking um, my team because I think I know the answer to this, and I'm asking them to check because I know uh, the budget director for BSO is here. But, um, but, but my understanding is is that the health benefits that are provided, for example, by BSO is a collective bargaining issue. So, and those are
11: not our employees directly. So we don't. Well, look, where we don't have those, have those collective bargaining issues, we we, we should be. As part of our budget approval process, I mean, there's going to be millions of dollars that can be saved if the administrator is negotiating with with just more people. I mean, it just there's just no there's just no doubt about that. Um, all right, so going back to you know this issue with uh, that that the folks at SEIU brought up. Let me just say this: Monica has done uh, the administrator has done a fantastic job. She has done more than we have ever done in the past. Okay. Uh, And she's been open and has brought them into the process, which didn't happen previously. Uh, There's been open conversations. You know, whether whether there's more money to help them with health insurance for their costs or whether that causes other issues with other unions, I mean, that's something for this board to decide. But, But I will tell you, if you spend a couple of minutes in the budget, you know, there are things that we don't have to do. There are, and that doesn't mean that it necessarily goes to this, but what it, what it does remind me of is that there are people, whether they work for us or they're contractual employees that provide service to the county, people are struggling out there. And I'll just bring up one example. We're spending $350,000 on art in the budget. We don't have to do that. Now, yes, that's non-reoccurring. It's not recurring, but we don't have to do that. We don't have to spend $350,000 in art. That could go away. I mean, I'm sure there's an art contingency out there that'll be upset. But it's not people. We have to. It's not. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not people. And so what I'm saying is is that if 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 it's the board's will, if it's the board's will to help people while they're struggling, whether it's these employees, our employees, and other employees, you, you can find it. It's in it's in here. you, you can absolutely find it.
0: Thank you. My comments and then Commissioner Bogan wanted to go for round two. So I'm, I'm going to comment and then we can go to Commissioner Bogan. My thoughts are first on the easy one, JA, I support that. I've mentioned that before. I think we should figure out a way because I think, and it doesn't have to be under the auspice of JA, but they just happen to be the ones doing it right now. That apprenticeship and jobs are the other side to this issue. And my personal opinion is it's a more important side than the issue that we we always seem to get caught on it's the other our housing is not more expensive than silicon valley our housing is not more expensive than new york and the northeast the reason we're so unaffordable is because our wages are so much lower so getting people into better paying jobs is something that i'm that i'm for i support that i I support the ja piece of that so when that comes count me as one of the people on the plus side on that Um, you know, when we talk about employees that work throughout this organization, I think we, you know, we mix and match in many cases. I know we have eight other collective bargaining units that bargain right with us. They're not here because they, they bargain with, uh, you know, the county administration team to come up with something. This is a difficult precedent that we're setting, you know, by the way we always continue to do this. And we do this throughout the year, um, and year in and year out. I'm in favor of, of paying SEIU's employees as much as we can. I don't think anybody should work for $17.17 $17 an hour. I think that the, I would tell every person that works in that department that they should be going to Hard Rock right now. They're looking at 20 bucks an hour. They should be going to different places where they're looking to steal these employees away. They should be looking at Sheriff Tony, to, to try and become a 911 operator, which we say we need. Those are careers that they can have that are in the security field. And some of these people that came and spoke here look to me like they could be career law enforcement officers making well more than 17, 17, 20, 22, whatever the number is. So I, I, I really support... Us figuring out a way to provide better wages for all our employees throughout the organization because we compete with the private sector. We can't even fill jobs that we have. We have we, we're going to hire for some of these, in some of these exact categories uh, that we can, we can use those employees for within the county. So I think that that's an important thing. I, I believe, like every other business, there should be an accrual method for PTO. And I know that you have that in the budget as a way to get there and do that. Commissioner Fur and then Commissioner Moskowitz made a point that I agree with. Um, and everyone made a lot of points that I agree with, so I'm not going to repeat all the different things. There's ways that we can cut this budget. There's ways that we can find dollars to come here. My position has always been that I would give those dollars back to the taxpayer because the other half of the people that have spoke here have said, it's too expensive to live, their costs are too high, their taxes are too high, their insurance is too high, their utilities are too high. I, I brought up and I reiterate the fact that we should be cutting the millage rate this year. And if we have to raise it in the future, then we should raise it, but this is the year, there are dollars there, These, this is the year I think we should be going and cutting the millage rate. With that said, we had it at the workshop, and we all kind of, and, I, and it, it, a lot of this is compromise. I mean, it's, it's an art. And I think putting these dollars in reserve is something that I can live with so that we don't have to do it next year. But if we're reopening the whole budget on recurring items, count me as somebody to reopen it to talk about lowering the millage rate. Um, And I know the votes aren't there, so I'm not going to pound this, you know, I'm not going to die on the sword on it. I think it was a good compromise that everyone agreed with by putting it in these recurring reserves so that we have it for the next Um, few years. Um, I know the human rights issue was talked about. I'm I'm glad to see that we made some uh, increases there. Uh, I mentioned, I I, I believe that the PTO is an incredibly important issue for any employee that works. They should not be put on the, you know, in the bankruptcy line because they get sick and they can't get paid. So accruing some dollars. I like what Commissioner Uh, accruing the time I like what Commissioner Fur said about being able to pool it like we do with our employees I've seen that used before I've seen that used in other organizations but I don't want to see us get to a point where we completely turn all our employee employer relationship relations on their head and I think we're very close to doing that I think we're very close to doing way too much on the fly on the dais when we don't have all the information before us Um, we had these workshops Everybody walked out of the workshop, and they seemed very happy with the, imp- We've, we voted unanimously on consent the past two weeks for all of what we did for our unrepresented employees, all of what we did with the insurance, um, all of what we did with Payflex and the health savings, and all that stuff. That was on consent. There wasn't even any discussion on it, because I thought that we had had that through the workshop. Um, so those are my comments. Um, I'm willing to do, you know, I'm saying is if those dollars are staying in reserve, I'm not going to pound the table for a millage reduction because I think it's smart to put it in reserve if you can't do it. But um, if we're opening everything up, then let's set some more workshops because one of my one of my things is going to be to lower the millage rate to help with the affordable housing in Broward County. That's my comments. Commissioner Bogan, you're next in queue for the second round. Go right around again. Hopefully they'll get a little bit shorter. This
8: Absolutely, thank you, Mayor. Uh, just for the administrator, I'm going to also want to concur with uh, Commissioner Senator Geller and Mayor and the others here. Have talked about uh, supporting the uh, with the JA as well. Um, I want to just make sure and confirm. Starting January, the workers that were here earlier, their their salary will go to seventeen seventeen starting in January. Assuming all the things are passed here to, and we do our stuff here and pass our stuff here, January 1717, is that accurate?
1: I have to say with a caveat, if the negotiations, if there's nothing that comes from the other side that is too egregious or that we cannot come to terms on, and terms we, and
8: conditions. Okay, when well, will you know that by? Well, Dece- once October, we start November negotiating,
1: 7th- we'll know if there's anything that's out of the norm that they're going to be requesting in that negotiation
8: all right so i'm i'm going to bring up an item i'm going to put an agenda item sometime in in, when 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 does negotiating start
1: we could start right away
8: okay so i'm going to bring up agenda item in early november or october and say is there any change in the 1717. i'm going to keep asking until i get a firm answer it's starting in january
1: so, the 1717 is not going to be the issue of contention, potentially. It could be something that we don't know that could be brought up. That, okay. So, it's a term, and you won't have to bring an agenda item. I'm happy to give you updates on that.
8: Okay. Second, last meeting, as, as Commissioner Moskowitz pointed out uh, publicly, as well as, Monica, you and I privately spoke. Uh, you and I privately spoke and publicly spoke about this PTO, and you said several times, it's going to be in the new contracts. It's going to be in new contracts. Yes. Okay? So just to pin you down, I want to make sure this starts, when it starts, these employees start accruing immediately. Correct?
1: So that, is that something that we can put into the contracts? Yes.
8: And, and is there anybody opposed to that here?
1: No. Everybody okay. Wants. So everybody okay. agrees
8: that accrual starts immediately. That will be, that part of our, immediately.
1: That'll be part of what we put into the negotiation from our side.
8: Okay. Yes. And so I'm going to ask any people who have spoken here today, if in, you know, January, December, January, things aren't the way that we're talking today, please feel free to call my office or anybody else here. I want to know. And so um, I, 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 I'm I expecting that to happen. And so, thank you. Perfect. And, and you.
1: I want one point of clarification because I did get, uh, there were three contracts, and I understand I may need clarification. I just want to be clear. So I believe that the two that end in December that we're talking about for January are the port and airport. And so the, and Kevin um, and Adam, I think I need to ask a quick question of you just to confirm just what I've said that the, the two that end in December are the port and airport contracts. That's correct. And so the one that's the third one is ends in January.
9: I believe it ends in February. Ends in February. It's, that's,
1: that's, the general ones, uh, that's the general
9: security contract that deals with the libraries, I believe, the courthouse and this building.
8: Okay. You so bel- I'm sorry. You believe or you're sure? I believe. I'm, I would okay. we
1: will, we'll get that confirmation February. while we're here.
8: So uh, do, do you guys oppose having them that February contract starting negotiating before February so we can get that done no. earlier? No, say okay, so, so we will so start that. the our just, wants to get we will, we
1: will start that and they'll be in parallel track.
8: Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Done. Senator Geller.
13: Thank you. Uh, Just a couple of very quick items. Um, Ms. Perro, in addition to the accrual, I think the commission also said that we like the pooling idea. So, can you try and make sure that that is also included as a provision subject to the collective bargaining process?
1: That we will put that from our side. Okay.
13: Um, Secondly, uh, Commissioner Moskowitz, Congressman Moskowitz, Jared, uh, you um, the uh, it may not the idea of pooling all of the health insurance may not save much money like you would think because we're self-insured, so it's not like we're negotiating with someone and they make a lot of money. The only thing that we're actually paying is the administration costs because we're self-insured, uh, and then the last thing again to uh, that one. Um, you have so many titles, although I guess I shouldn't talk. The um, The uh, issue on the, uh, you brought up the, the art issue, as the county representative to the Cultural Council, just have to jump in for a second. There's the famous one man's meat is another man's poison. We've both been through the state budget, which I think is now about $100 billion, um, more hundred and. Six something like that, between $100, and um, And what? That's what I said, billion. Okay, the um, issue is I can always look through there and find something that I think, you know, doesn't need to be in there while someone else will look at things that I think are important and say, that, well, they don't think that they're important. And that's why, you know, we think the county administrator listens to all of us and tries to put something together that reflects a compromise that the nine of us, or currently the eight of us, uh, are supportive of. Because, again, we always, uh, every year, in all 20 years I was in the legislature, I'd look at budgets, I can't believe we're funding this, but other people might look at some of my priorities and have said the same, and that's why you know you've been through it. You know what it's like, and if you think that was bad, just wait till you're up in D.C. You're really going to see some weird stuff. But that's all I want to say on that. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Thirty seconds. I counted the
14: five for J.A. Right. So uh, that's a good number to count. Um, the second thing is I want to go on the record again as Commissioner Bogan just called the order but I want to make sure that the PTO starts immediately for these folks and so I think we're in to be on that correct so this one for the record thank you
0: Senator Rich okay. by the way you know, you, not everybody has to take second three no but I, everyone is welcome
16: to it <laughs> um,
15: third round
0: we'll I, start with okay
16: Senator. so I, I just want to respond I had to I, I knew that Senator Geller was going to come back and respond on cultural but I have to as well because it is about jobs it is about jobs there are many people that are have jobs within the cultural field and let me tell you to me culture and and what we do in our community has a great deal to say about what kind of community we have I will never forget at, I would, yes you did uh, I will never forget at the legislature one day we were talking about the budget it was appropriations meeting and one of my colleagues said uh, uh, why are we funding the Miami City Ballet he said you know I I, I don't think we should spend money on that and you know there were those of us that turned around and said you know there are a lot of people that come and travel to a community they travel here because of the cultural advantages that we have and the things that we offer here so I think it's it's incredibly important plus the fact I was just watching a program the other day about a a program that was just started in um, inner city area in Miami-Dade an arts program for young uh, children and it was just the most amazing program and uh, all the things that they talked about, how the the advantages and the confidence and the, the, the that w- that they were building in these young children. So, uh, I'm, I I definitely feel you know that's not something like you said you know, <laughs> not not something that would be on my cut agenda. Thank you,
15: Commissioner Fur. I could jump on that bandwagon, but I'm not going to... <laughs> I, I think he was just showing an example.
0: I don't I know, know if I think that I was. The, I mean, there's other uh, things. Listen, would you? Do you want me to pick? Do you want me to pick
11: the fern forest exhibit exactly. instead? <laughs>
0: right, right. I could yeah. go
11: with that for right. seventy-seven grand. Would that have been better? Right. I'd like to welcome Phil Dunlap to the meeting. Our cultural <laughs> director
0: is in the
1: house. He's probably three shades yeah. of red yeah. by now.
11: <laughs> Beam, you're done. Okay, chair. Yeah, I I won't. I won't hit it back. I, I won't respond. My, my only point is is that it's about, as the mayor said earlier, picking and choosing where you want to put money, right? If you are going to move money, as in if the commission wanted to start things earlier, it's got to come from somewhere, right? And de- depending upon what your priorities are, it could come from somewhere. There's all sorts of different things, right? Maybe, maybe you don't spend $6 million on restrooms. Maybe you only spend <clears throat> 4 or $5 million on restrooms. Right, you can do that all you can do that all day long in in, in a budget. Right? You, you get delta faucets instead of something else. Yep. Right, you can do that all day long. So it's not that the arts isn't great, um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, and we've talked a lot about it on the dais, is that you know people are struggling. It's not just housing. You know, while they've seen some relief in gas if they're lucky enough to own a car, but food costs are through the roof and they're still rising. Yep. And so, um, you know that that for me it's that issue, right? And it's not just the folks here at SIU. Monica's got to balance all the county employees. I mean, you know. So, uh, what's our what's our lowest paying job here? Is it thirty five or forty thousand probably?
1: We have um, some employees making
11: the living wage. Yeah. So, you know, I had employees at the state making that they couldn't afford cable, right? And so, all I'm saying is is that. Um, I, I think there's stuff in the budget that, if we wanted to, it could go to people. But that's just a that's just a choice. That's it.
0: Yeah, I and I, I've mentioned before in the past, it, it's not like when you talk about pooling insurance with the diff, There's a lot of things we overlap with a lot of different agencies. You don't have to pick insurance or what it is. There's still a department, probably a BSO, that bids all this stuff out. It's the same taxpayer paying the same dollars and there is a lot of synergies that that could be there among different organizations even be at the school board and i i, I know these that's not us but when the public looks at some of this and when and when they see a lot of what we're doing between you know the sheriff's office they probably have a car maintenance facility we have a car maintenance facility there's economies of scale and i think when jared brings that up i think it's an important I've tried to bring it up for years. It's not really on our end that's the issue. We would do this. It comes from other sides. But that's round two. Do we need to go into round three? Well, just, Mayor, just to... Just okay, to, we are now going into round three, just, and I'm just Hold
11: just to follow up on that, though, because the administrator and I have talked about that offline, <clears throat> and yes, I won't be here, but perhaps giving her, at some point, the board giving her the authority to identify in the counties, if she's not already done, she may already know, she may have a list of where those duplications are between us and other agencies uh, and having her bring that back into the county for savings. And if the other agencies don't want to do it, again, we do have the power of the budget to, to, to prevent them uh, from saying no to us. Okay. But, uh, but there, there's money to be found. Yep.
0: Vice Mayor
14: Fisher.
11: This is Monica's budget. So I don't know that she has those
14: dollars available. I hope she can maybe try it, but this is her budget, Commissioner. So we have to rely on her and her expertise. And she's pretty stringent when I, I, you know, if you ask for a dollar, she says where it's gonna come from. So I don't disagree with you, but unless we all go line by line in a meeting, in a budget, that's the only way we could ultimately try to save $2 from Phil and $3 here. Yeah.
0: for the record no, let us no, no. let the record reflect if Phil is
14: doing is it's if, if, if that if the if this board feels that like they we have almost have to go line by line
11: right was uh, saying we had budget work and I and, and I agree
14: stuff. there's money there but this is Monica's budget
11: no no, no of course and I'm, I'm this is not about Monica Monica's done a great job but I'm what I'm what I am saying mm-hmm. is is that we fund other agencies and there are duplications between us and them and, you know, they push back. They put, it in their, they put it in their budget request, right? And Monica only has so much ability to push back to the other agencies without yep. the board going to her and saying, no, you, we'll, we'll back you, Monica. You tell them, you know, we want, we're going to only have one car facility. And if they want to keep their car facility, there's no increases in the budget this year.
14: Did she need to tell us that?
11: Right. Yeah, yeah. She did. She told me. <laughs> <laughs>
15: Commissioner Farr.
11: It does bring up an issue and, and it
15: has to do with trying to be able to do a forensic audit of other agencies as well as, as as well as our our own. But we're I I've been told we're not really allowed to do that. Is that Drew can I can I get a Well, well there, there's issues with
0: yes. the different agencies' budgets. Um, like, we, I know we have, let, I'm just using as an example, the property appraiser's office. I remember they do it through the state, and it's not even really our purview. Right. We just slide the money over.
10: Right. Y- yes, but, that's that's been totally changed. As, right. as we know, we had a skirmish uh, years ago. But some of the other ones, we have discretion, but ultimately there's another decision maker, whether it's a court or the administration right. commission, somebody does end up looking at that for review.
15: That, that's one of those
1: things that at some point. We may want to look at all right. Well seeing that Monica, I'm not going to prolong this, but I do want to No, you have I, the f- this row No, I just want to make sure that it is very clear this is your budget I understand. And, I, and, I understand. and 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 I have done the best job that our, myself and our, and our very capable team has done to hear what your priorities are and the priorities of the community and we have presented right. a budget that we feel reflects the will of the board. This is
0: a has been a wonderful robust conversation. I hope that we're having the similar conversation next year, but I worry that based on the economy and what's going on our conversation next year is going to be 180 degrees different. I hope next year at the budget someone remembers what I just said and you'll say you said that Michael but you were totally wrong and things are still Perfect, great, and hunky-dory, but I don't think we're going to see that. Yep, I think so, too. All right. (laughs) Now that Commissioner comments are complete, the board will vote to adopt the final millage rate and budget. Mr. Chair, I move. No, 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 you're not allowed to. Is there a motion on Resolution number 2022-582, establishing the final millage rate for general county purposes? Now am I allowed to? Motion by Senator Geller. Is there a second? Second by senator rich all in favor signify by saying aye aye Aye. opposed please show that that passes eight to zero um is there a motion on resolution number 2022-583 adopting the final budget for general county purposes that has been moved by senator geller is there a second
14: yes
0: there is a second by vice mayor fisher All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? Please show that that motion passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item A, the general countywide millage rate and budget, is now closed. We're now opening the Broward Municipal Service District millage and budget. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Broward Municipal Service District to provide funds for municipal services in the unincorporated areas. The final millage rate for this purpose is 2.3353, which represents a 9.78% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 2.1272. The county administrator will give an overview of the millage and budget for the Broward Municipal Services District. Madam
1: Administrator. Thank you, Mr. Mayor Broward municipal service district millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 23 County continues its investment in the Broward municipal service district, which is reflected in a nine point seven eight percent growth in the property tax roll The average homestead property owner will pay approximately seven dollars more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by save our homes There there are no
0: public speakers for this item. Um, Comments for the commission on the Broward MSD? Seeing none from the commission, is there a motion on resolution number 2022-584, establishing the final millage rate for the Broward Municipal Service District? It's been moved by Commissioner Furr, seconded by uh, Senator Rich. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? (laughs) Please show that that passes 8 to 0. Is there a motion on resolution number 2022-585 adopting the final budget for the Broward Municipal Service Mm -hmm. District? It has been moved by Senator Rich. Is there a second? Second. There is a second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes 8 to 0. The public hearing on item B, the Broward Municipal Service millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is now open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District to provide funds for fire rescue services in the unincorporated areas. The final millage rate for this purpose is 2.6191 which represents a 9.78% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 2.3857. The county administrator will give an overview of the fire rescue municipal services tax rate. Madam County Administrator.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. The fire rescue municipal service services district millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 23. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $7 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes.
0: There has been no members of the public that signed up to speak on this. Any comments from the commission? Seeing no comments from the commission, is there is there a motion on resolution number 2022-586 establishing the final millage rate for the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District? It's been moved by Commissioner Bogan. It's been seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor, signify by saying aye. "aye." Aye. Opposed? Please show that. Please show that that passes uh, unanimously, eight to zero. Is there a motion on resolution number twenty twenty two five eighty seven, adopting the final budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Service District budget? It's been moved by Senator Rich, seconded by uh, Vice Mayor Fisher. All in favor, signify by saying "aye." Aye. Opposed? Please show that that passes 8 to 0. The public hearing on item C, the fire rescue municipal service district millage rate and budget, is now closed. The public hearing is now open on the final millage rate and final budget for the street lighting Subdistrict to provide funds for street lights in the portion of the unincorporated area. The final millage rate for this purpose is... .3743, which represents a 13.63% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of .3294. The county administrator will give an extensive overview of the streetlight <laughs> sub-district tax rate. Madam County Administrator.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Street lighting sub tax rate remains the same for fiscal year 23. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $1 more Than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by save our homes there is no one from the public
0: signed up to speak on this seeing no comments from the commission is there a motion on resolution number 2022-588 establishing the final millage rate for the street lighting sub-district it's been moved by senator rich it's been seconded by senator geller all in favor signify by saying aye. aye aye Opposed. Please show that that passes eight to zero. Is there a motion on resolution number 2022-589, adopting the final budget for the street lighting subdistrict budget? Commissioner
11: Moskowitz.
0: It's been moved by Commissioner Moskowitz. Is there a second? (laughs) Okay. It's been seconded by Vice Mayor Fisher. All in favor signify by saying aye. aye opposed. Please show that that passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item D the street lighting subdistrict millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number two. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0. 0.1231, which represents an 8.65% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of .1133. There is no speakers on this item. Is there a motion on resolution number 2022-590, establishing the final millage rate for water control district number 2? It's been moved by Senator Rich. Is there a second? Seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes 8-0. to Is there a motion on resolution number 2022-591 adopting the final budget for Water Control District Number Two? It's been moved by Senator Geller. It's been seconded by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor, signify by saying "aye." Aye. Opposed. Please show that that passes eight to zero. The public hearing on Item E, the Water Control District Number Two millage rate and budget, is now closed. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number three. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1542, which represents an 8.98% increase in property taxes as compared with a rolled back rate of 0.1415. There's no one from the public that signed up to speak on this, seeing no one from the commission. Is there a motion on resolution number 2022 592 establishing the final millage rate for water control district number three it's been moved by commissioner bogan is there a second it's been seconded by senator geller all in favor signify by saying aye aye Aye. opposed please show that that passes eight to zero is there a motion on resolution number 2022-593 adopting the final budget for the water control district number three nope It's been moved by Senator rich properly moved. Thank you, Senator rich. Is there a second Yeah, Thank you there. It's been seconded by Commissioner Bogan all in favor signify by saying aye aye please show that that passes eight to zero the public hearing on item F the water control district number three millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the final millage, does anybody need to take a break or should I just keep going? I'm going to keep going. What, what if we pub- want to debate okay,
11: Water District 3? The
0: public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number four and its sub-districts. The final, keep it down over there. The final millage rate for Subdistrict 4A is .0146, which represents a 6.57% increase in property taxes. As compared with a rollback rate of 0.0137. The final millage rate for Subdistrict 4B is 0.0318, which represents a 15.22% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 0.0276. The final millage rate for Subdistrict 4C is 0.1276, which represents a 9.53% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 0.1165. Seeing no one from the public and no one from the commission, is there a motion on resolution number 2022-594 establishing the final millage rate for water control district number four and its sub-districts? It's been moved by Senator Geller, seconded by Vice Mayor uh fisher all in favor signify by saying aye aye Aye. Aye. opposed please show that that passes eight to zero is there a motion on resolution number 2022-595 adopting the final budget for the water control district number four and its sub districts it's been moved by senator rich is there a second Second. it's been seconded by commissioner fur all in favor signify by saying aye. aye aye opposed Please show that that passes 8 to 0. The public hearing on item G, water control district number four millage rates and budgets is now closed. Oh, now what we've all been waiting for. The public (laughs) hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for unit area number one of the Cocomar Water Control District. The final millage rate for this purpose is... 0.1446, which represents a 9.38% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback of 0.1322. Seeing no public comments, my only comment as a commissioner is with all our senators and representatives up here, you couldn't get rid of all these special districts. Shame on you all. Seeing no one else from the public, is there a motion on resolution number 2022-596 establishing the final millage rate For unit area number one of the Kokomar water control district, it's been moved by Senator Geller. Is there a second 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 by Senator rich (laughs) all in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. aye aye any opposed let the record show that this passes eight to zero is there a motion on resolution number 2022 597 adopting the final budget for unit area number one of the Kokomar water control district moved by senator rich is there a second second by senator geller all in favor signify by saying aye aye opposed please show please show that that passes eight to zero the public hearing on the item eight on item h the kokomar water control district millage rate and budget is now closed the public hearing is open on water and sewer rates for the county's water and wastewater utility retail customers The county administrator will give an overview of the rates. Madam County Administrator.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Broward County provides retail water and sewer services to approximately 58,000 customers throughout the county's water and wastewater service area. The new rates are necessary to fund operating costs, debt service costs, and capital projects. An average residential customer using 5,000 gallons per month will experience an overall increase of two dollars and 25 cents or three point one three percent in their monthly water and wastewater bill
0: thank you madam administrator there is nobody from the public here signed up to speak is there a motion on resolution number 2022-598 it's been moved by senator geller is there a second second by commissioner bogan all in favor signify by saying aye aye opposed Please show that this motion passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item I, retail water and sewer rates, is now closed. The public hearing is open on the large user wastewater rates for the county's water and wastewater utility wholesale customers. The county administrator will give an overview of the change in rates. Madam County Administrator.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Broward County owns and operates the North Regional Wastewater Transmission Treatment and Disposal System, which includes 11 large user utilities. The county's agreements with these large users require that the rates be revised annually based on projected actual costs. The fiscal year 23 proposed rates represent an average increase of $0.29 per 1,000 gallons in charges to the large user utilities. Thank you, Madam Administrator. Seeing no one from the public
0: and no comments by the Commission, is there a motion on Resolution Number 2022-599? So it's been moved by Senator Geller. Is yeah. there a second? second? Second by Vice Mayor Fisher. I to make
14: sure
0: that Alan over there. Yeah, he's rocking and rolling. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. Please show that this passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item J large user wastewater rates is now closed. The public hearing is open on the large user raw water rates for the county's wholesale raw water customers. The county administrator will give an overview of the change in rates. Madam county administrator.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. The raw water large users are municipal utilities that purchase raw water from the county. The proposed fiscal year 23 rate represents an increase of 1.3 cents per 1,000 gallons to the municipal utilities that purchase raw water.
0: Senator Geller.
13: County Administrator, why aren't we cooking this water? Why are we selling the water? Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, No. (laughs) He's withdrawing that question. (laughs) Seeing no one from the public, and our question from the commission's been withdrawn, (laughs) is there... (laughs) Is there a motion on resolution number 2022 600? It's been approved by Senator Rich. Seconded, was that uh, Commissioner Ryan got in there for a second? Commissioner Ryan. Oh, he did? Okay. All in favor signify by (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
15: saying
0: All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item K large user raw water rates is now closed. The county's capital budget and five year capital program includes the transit (laughs) program of projects, which is primarily funded with section 5307 federal grant funds. Is there anybody that's here to speak on the capitals on the county's capital budget and five year capital program? Seeing no one from the public and no one from the commission. Oh, i don't we don't even need a motion on this now that the public comment period is complete i will take comments from the county commission seeing none if there are no speakers or comments from the commission the public hearing on item l is closed did i mess that up or i'm good okay good the board of county commissioners adopts a five-year capital program annually in accordance with chapter 20 of the broward county administrative code the five-year capital program includes all capital projects and revenues required to support the projects proposed for fiscal years 2023 and 2027 is there anybody from the public speaking on capital projects seeing none is there no one from the commission is there a motion on resolution number 2022-601 accepting and approving the five-year capital program including fiscal year 2023 through fiscal year 2027. I have a motion by Senator Geller, graciously seconded by Senator Rich. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, please show that that passes eight to zero. The public hearing on item M fiscal year 2023 through 27 capital program adoption is now closed. The public hearing is open on the solid waste landfall rates for counties landfall customers. The county administrator will give an overview of the change in rates.
1: Madam County Administrator. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. The proposed fiscal year 23 rate increases are for landfill customers that dispose of their construction and demolition material, bulk trash, tires, and boats, trailers at the county landfill. The disposal rate for bulk and construction debris will increase from $50 per ton to $65 per ton. The tire disposal rate will increase from one hundred and ten dollars per ton to one hundred and thirty dollars per ton and the disposal rate for boats slash trailers will increase from five dollars per foot to ten dollars per foot beginning January 1st 2023. Even with these increases the Broward County landfill remains one of the lowest cost disposal options in the county
0: seeing nobody from the public who is
1: signed up to speak on
0: solid waste landfill rates i'm landfill Landfill. Landfill. i'm closing to the public and i will take comments from the commission no one from the commission is there a motion on resolution number 2022-602 accepting and approving the solid waste landfill rates is there a motion moved by commissioner Farr. is there a second Second by Senator Rich. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes 8 to 0. The public hearing on solid waste landfill rates is now closed. It is my absolute honor to say that this concludes the Broward (laughs) County Board of County Commissioners final public hearing on the fiscal 2023 budgets assessments and rates. Thank you for attending. Budget staff, thank you. All of our budget staff back in their uh, offices. You guys and gals did an awesome job this year. Right? We can keep partying. We just can't keep partying here. Let's go. (laughs)